the prayer meeting on the 5th of December, exactly, it was, Mike just shared something, and it was one of those moments where I grabbed my phone and I recorded it, because I just felt God was saying something. And uh, I want to bring it to you again. There's a reason for this picture up here. Sorry, it's slightly fuzzy, but it's because we blew it up large. Mike said this. He said, I was praying, and I got a very clear picture of two fields side by side. They're literally square with hedgerows right around them. In each field, there is a gate, and the gates are wide open. And I had this sense that God was saying, Apex, I love you so much. I've got so much more for you than you've not seen before. There's one gate that you can go through into a field, and that's the field of usualness. It's a field of, we've done this before, it's a field of a sense of, let's do it again. There's nothing wrong with that field, it's a really good field. God wants to bless us if we go through that one. But there is another one that holds even greater blessing. This field can be found next to the other one, and there's such a sense of the Spirit of God in this field which is drawing us in. We don't know what we're letting ourselves in for. But through the 40 days of prayer, God is going to give you new things. He's going to give you new hope. He's going to give you fresh souls. He's going to give you more and more healings that you long to see. That this field, that you can see all these things that God wants to give us, but it's through repentance. There is a fruit from repentance which God absolutely delights in. He wants us to move into this field, but it will be that as his people, we humble ourselves We bend our knee, and as we pray and seek your face, Lord, through repentance. Lord, you're going to bring us into this sense of something that is wonderful and fresh, new and exciting. Lord, we thank you that your promises for this church are good and sound and true. Wonderful. Wonderful. I said last week, very encouraging. I appreciated Mike's courage Uh, in bringing this. And in fact, actually a couple of days later, Les uh, also came to me with uh, a couple of words which connect, which I definitely want to uh, read to us uh, in one of the upcoming prayer meetings. But I said last week that I'd been thinking and reflecting on what Mike had brought, and particularly this call to repentance. And I've been asking the Lord, "What, what is this about? And I started to speak into that a little bit last week. Uh, when we talked about expectation last week. And we talked about how so often God's ways are not our ways, but how do we react to that? And actually we need to come sometimes in repentance because we put God in a box. We said, Lord, this is what you'll do. This is how you'll do it. And this is who you'll do it with. Uh, And then God's ways are different to our ways. How do we react to that and respond to that? And that's where I began last week. And I love this phrase, there's a fruit from repentance, which God absolutely delights in, and he wants us to move into this field. Anyway, um, I was aware that I was away for a couple of days this week. I was thinking about this Sunday coming today, and so I rang Ashley on, on Monday just to reflect about what God was doing and saying. We're really wanting to be very sensitive to how the Spirit is, is leading us, and we were talking about today. And uh, Ashley said, he said, I really feel there's something very significant about this call to repentance. And I, and I totally agree. 
Now, I don't know if you're going to believe me, <laughs> but I'll tell you the next little bit. But um, both, both he and I thought about it and reflected on it. We weren't sure which one of us was going to speak on. And uh, I was away praying with other leaders, and I thought, I think maybe Ashley should do it. And I text him, and he basically, the short is, oh, no, I think you should do it. And, um, but this is the bit that you won't believe. Anyway, I was reflecting on it, and I was seeking the Lord, and I was saying, Lord, what is it you want to say? What is it you're wanting to say to us? And then I felt this little prompting, and I thought, I ought to have a look, look in the, the prayer guide, 40 days, and see what the notes are for Sunday. Genuinely, I didn't know. I don't know whether you thought I should memorize every 40 days, but I knew what I had prepared and I knew what I did not, I couldn't remember what, what Sunday was. And I thought, I better have a look. So, <laughs> so, 40 days of prayer, part one is ourselves. The first seven days we're in at the moment is ourselves. And uh, the verse for the week, if you've looked at the notes, you'll see it's Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Uh, Hopefully that should come up. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that's the overarching verses for these first seven days. And then I just glanced, day five, Sunday the 15th of January, and I thought, oh goodness, (laughs) confession, repentance, and freedom. And I thought, oh, Lord, I think you're saying something. Because genuinely, I, I had no idea that that's what it was for Sunday. And then as Dave, wonderfully, thank you, Dave, reads. Let me just read again a little bit. Psalm 51, there's the whole of Psalm 51. So each day we've got a psalm for the day. And I was struck, it says, a psalm of David. When the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. It continues in verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. In this word that Mike brought to us, we believe in the prophetic word. This is our primary source. This is where we we stand upon God's word. But we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In Corinthians it says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. Because when it lines up with God's word, it builds, it strengthens, and it encourages. And so we take seriously God's, uh, the prophetic gifts as they come, and that's why we want to pray into that in, the, in our prayer times in these coming days. In the word that Mike brought to us, there are two fields before us. The field of usualness, which is okay, although I think it has its dangers, 
But in his grace, God will bless us as we choose to go that way, if you like, as we, we tick over. But there's another field that I want to name. Mike didn't give it a name, but he described it. The field of so much more. <laughs> Les is now laughing because he came and prayed something over me this morning and he didn't realize he prayed much more. And I'm naming the second field, the field of so much more. The field of so much more. We're invited to enter. It's a field of freedom. It's a field of joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. I can remember as a, as a teenager being in a church context where the, the gospel was being preached, the good news of Jesus, the death of Jesus. We regularly had communion just like we do here. But there was something that I knew, and I was sharing it this week with someone who was asking me about my, my experience in God. There was something I knew there was a lack of joy. We sometimes would sing things very loudly, and uh, you know we would get... But somehow there was a joy that was missing. There was a lack of joy. And as I began to be baptized, soaked, drenched, filled in the Holy Spirit, there was a joy that bubbled up. Didn't mean that suddenly all the problems go away. But there was a so much more that God was wanting to show and to display there's a field of freedom, a field of joy. But the prophetic word comes, which is completely in line with God's word. It's in line with the prophets down through uh, the Old Testament. It's in line with the very words of Jesus himself. We enter through repentance. We enter through repentance. Repentance, repent. Now many of us, I think, here in this room will know that word. It's a word we've lived with, many of us, for most of our lives. It's a word that's used right the way through the Old Testament and it's used in the New Testament. It means to recognize, to realize that there are things in my life, attitudes, issues, actions that are not of God, that I recognize, I realize there are things in my life that are not of God. They are not pleasing to him. Indeed, they are offensive and against him. Repentance is acknowledging that sin and turning to God for forgiveness and salvation, which he freely gives because of his mercy and grace. So it's not just recognizing there's a problem, it's recognizing there's a problem and doing something about it. Coming to the only one that can solve the problem, the only one that can forgive me of that sin. I turn to my Savior and Lord, the one who gives freely because of his mercy and grace. What's interesting about the New Testament you find the word repentance coming right the way through the Old Testament. There are many verses I could have, could have put up today. But as you come into the New Testament, there's another word that is added, and it's the word believe. And so you find John the Baptist, repent and believe. Jesus himself, repent and believe. The apostles, repent and believe. 
As Mike prophesied, so clearly painted right through the Bible, God has a glorious promise for us. He has a plan for us. I love that phrase, Apex, I love you so much. Do you hear that today? It's been a little thread that's been coming through, hasn't it? In, in what Hannah brought, what Dave brought, others. I love you so much. He has a, has a plan for us. More than we could ask or imagine. It's a place of hope. It's a place of salvation. It's a place of healing. It's a place of life. It's a place of joy. It's a place of freedom. But... We can be held back from entering in to that field, to use this picture. We can be held back from entering into the fullness of what God has promised. Hebrews chapter 11. There's a whole list of people who it says lived by faith. And in verse 6 it says, without faith. It is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Repentance and faith are linked. It's not just acknowledging sin, turning to God. It's actually trusting him for my salvation. It's putting my faith in him. I'm not just saying, sorry God, I messed up. But I'm saying, I have lived in opposition to you. I've lived in opposition to your ways. I now turn to you in faith as my God, my creator, in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I put my trust in you and I actively seek your ways. Repentance and faith. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your ways are fuller. And so I'm recognizing there are things that have held me back. I'm now throwing those off to jump ahead in where we're going in just a moment. But I'm now, by faith, I'm trusting you. I'm going to walk through that gate into your purposes. I'm not going to lean on my own ways any longer. I'm not going to tell you how it is, Lord God. I'm going to trust you. Repentance and faith. And that repentance and faith produces fruit. Things change. They change. Obviously, tangibly. The grace, the the mercy, indeed the power of God begins to be on display in my life. My speech, in my attitudes, in my actions, in my marriage, my relationship. Fruit of repentance is seen. If you remember, people were coming out to John the Baptist. I think quite a lot of them were religious. They thought, oh, here's the new thing we should ought to do. Uh, We should do it. And he calls them a bunch of snakes. He says, you bunch of snakes, why on earth are you coming out here to be baptized? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. It's not just washing. Do you remember last week, God said when Eliab comes walking in, this great big tall, handsome man, surely he must be the next king. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. There's something different going on. Now what's amazing about all these people in Hebrews chapter 11 is this. It says, verse 13, all these people were still living by faith 
when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Jump down to verse 39. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. That is an astonishing verse of the Bible. There's a whole centuries worth, hundreds of centuries of people who are waiting, 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 who didn't actually see what you and I get to see. It's an astonishing verse. They died still waiting by faith. They didn't see, they hadn't seen what you and I have seen as post-Pentecost, as post-resurrection cross people. There was something more to come. And we have the privilege and the blessing of receiving it in person. We live in the light of the cross and the resurrection. We live in the light of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all flesh. And yet, we can dismiss it. Belittle it. Cover it over with bricks and mortar or bright lights tradition smother it and yet there's a revelation that has come to us that's been given to us through Christ and by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and yet how often I think we can get so used to it and, to, and even dismiss what is ours in Christ as New Testament people Titus 3, verse 3. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But, there's one of those great ones in the Bible. When the kindness and love, there it is again, of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that having been justified by his grace, just as if I had never sinned, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Brothers and sisters, how do we respond to this? How do we respond? That's where I want to come now, just for a, a few moments. I want, actually want us to give us some opportunities, both privately and publicly, to respond today. This is the, this is the verse that I really want to, us to get hold of for a few moments. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud, a cloud of great witnesses, a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. 
for the joy that was set before him. The joy of you knowing your sin forgiven. Of the joy of you being able to enter into the field of so much more. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We are invited to enter in to all that the Father has for us. It's coming to us prophetically, but it's right there through the whole of the Scripture. It's an invitation to come. Come and receive the riches of God's grace to enter in. We do that by repentance and faith. In the words of Hebrews 12, we throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And this is where I want us to to land today. That we run this race and that we run into the fields of God's promises. I believe the call to repentance will mean different things for different ones of us. I want to ask you a question. When you hear the word repentance as you sit, as you reflect even today, what does that mean for you? What does it mean for you? My good friend Simon Turner over at Biggin Hill recently gave a great illustration with these Bible verses to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Simon is a runner. I'm also attempt to run sometimes, but Simon does a lot more than me. But he does marathons. And one of the things he, he's done a couple of times is to run the London Marathon. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the London Marathon, but there's lots of people who are running very normally, if it can be called that. But there's also a lot of people who are dressed up, carrying things. Are you aware of that? So uh, here's one. Here's Emma. I think she's dressed as a penguin. Um, this is Dave. He's dressed as a telephone. Um, we've got uh, these good ladies. Uh, they're obviously representing some charity to do with horses. We've even got a Freddie Mercury lookalike carrying a, a hover. These are people running the marathon. Okay, I think there's another one. Yeah. Oh, look. So we've got a pencil here. There's a pencil. There's a, a uni- full-on unicorn. These are actual uh, awards from the Guinness Book of Records for being the fastest pencil, all right? Or the, the, the fastest, fastest unicorn. And then we've got a whole load of fruit here. We've got an avocado, we've got a strawberry, we've got, a, we've got peas, bananas. Um, goodness knows. I don't, know, I don't think that's the fruit of repentance. But anyway, but these guys... Hold on the last one for a minute. But these guys throw off... And Simon, Simon said something that really struck with me. Um, just hold the last one for a minute, Malcolm. He said, he said it, it may be subtle, but there's something different between those things that hinder and the sin that so easily entangles. And certainly, one can lead to the other. I want you to see this picture here, next picture. There's a man carrying a fridge, all right? He ran the London Marathon, Tony the Fridge Morrison. 
Hopefully the, these pictures have just lightened things for, for a moment. There is sin that can utterly entangle us, trip us up. And we need to be challenged about that. We need to face sin. We need to confess it and repent of it. I really just feel as well at the moment that God wants to speak to me, but wants to speak to us about the things that hinder us. Tony finished the marathon. I I meant to look up the statistics, what time he did it in. doesn't matter. He did it. He finished. But it was slow. It's going to be slow. Those people, amazing what they did. But they're running with things that are hindering them. And I know that, that God is calling. We hear it, don't we? hear this call. Come on into the more. I've got so much more for you. What are the things that would hinder you? I just want to ask you that today. You might make it to the end, but you're carrying a fridge. You're carrying a heavy burden. I don't believe the Lord has called you to carry that in the race, but that you might put it down. In fact, Hebrews says that you might throw it off. You might throw it off. You're being held back from the more, from the freedom. And I just prayed and I I said, Lord, what, what are some of these things sometimes? Maybe they are for some here. Please don't hear condemnation. I believe God wants to show his love to us. I I believe he wants to call us into the field of so much more. Not just the usualness. But there are things that may be other attitudes, wrong attitudes. Towards others in society. Towards others in the church. Maybe there's judgment. Jill mentioned something in the prayer meeting. I wrote it down. It's a significant one. Pride. Pride. Unforgiveness. I've had the privilege over the years at times of talking with people and as they're working through terrible things that have happened to them or it's been said to them, but they live with a, an unforgiveness and a bitterness that holds them back. Coming to the Lord who loves them, bringing that unforgiveness. Coming to the Lord, asking for forgiveness, being able to forgive others. Fear of change. That's a big one, isn't it? That can hold us back. Fear of change. Looking for peace. But looking for it in the wrong place. Trying to be satisfied with other things than the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether that be love from someone else or food or alcohol or other substance abuses. Now, of course, many of these things, you might say, Mark, these are sins. Many of them can lead to sin. They can lead to rebellion. But we can carry burdens. 
just really wanting to be sensitive to the Spirit today. There's an invitation to us as a church, but also as individuals, to enter into the so much more of God. But as we heard, it's only as we're willing to humble ourselves, to bend the knee, to seek the mercy and the grace of God in repentance and faith. I thought it would be good to just take some moments, uh, maybe one or two, forgive me if you've already done it today, but I, I just thought it would be good to pick up on the prayer points of today's notes, just to help us to respond. The first point says this, consider and ask God if there are any areas in your life that are not honouring to him. And the psalm that's given to us there, Psalm 139, 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Just take some moments, search me, O God, Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You might just look at those words. You might just pray them quietly before the Lord. Confess things to the Lord. Repent knowing that he's faithful to forgive. Come to him. I'm going to just quietly read prayer quite slowly. It's an unusual prayer. It's a bit different to what we might be used to in our church. But uh, something that I was given this week that I think might help us, I'd also like us to pray out loud together. But I'm going to pray this just slowly, carefully. You might like to look at it. and You might like to repeat it yourself or even read it quietly in your own heart with me. Merciful Lord, I ask you that you pardon all my sins of this day, week, year, all the sins of my life, sins of early, middle, and advanced years, sins of omission and commission, the sins of morose, peevish, and angry tempers, sins of lip, life and walk of hard-heartedness, of presumption and pride, 
of unfaithfulness to the souls of others, of want of bold decision in the cause of Christ, of deficiency in outspoken zeal for his glory, of bringing dishonor upon your great name, pardon for the sins of deception, injustice, untruthfulness in my dealings with others, of impurity in thought, word and deed, of covetousness, which is idolatry, of substance unduly hoarded, improvidently squandered, not consecrated to the glory of the great giver, pardon for sins in private, in the family, in study and recreation, in the busy haunts of men, in the study of your word and the neglect of it, in prayer irreverently offered and coldly withheld, in time misspent, in yielding to Satan's wiles, in opening my heart to his temptations, being unwatchful when I know he's at work, in quenching the Holy Spirit. Pardon for sins against light and knowledge, against conscience and the restraints of your spirit, against the law of eternal love. Merciful Father, I ask you to pardon all my sins, known and unknown, felt and unfelt, confessed and not confessed, remembered and forgotten. Dear Lord, hear my cry, and in hearing, forgive. Amen. Now, I've got a prayer for us to pray together, and I'd love for Hannah and the team just to bring us back into worship, and maybe there's response that you'd like to make. But I want to pray that God would empower you, as the notes say today, to withstand any temptations and trials that you're facing. It's through his power. It's not by might nor by our strength. It's by his power. And that you pray for you that you would be able to walk fully in the freedom that Jesus has won for you on the cross when he disarmed the rulers and authorities, putting them to open shame. You can pray those things for yourself. Can I invite you to stand? Maybe uh, Hannah and the, the team can come and join us. There's so many areas, so many things one could press into and pray into and talk into today. But I particularly just feel that one of the things God is wanting us in these days, and we'll be praying again this evening, I'm sure, and through these weeks, is that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Spirit's enabling power, He's the one who will enable us to throw off those things that hold us back, that so easily entangles. 
And so I, I'd like us to pray together out loud these words. Hopefully you can, you can all see them. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would bring us once again into your presence and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Uh, your Holy Spirit, sorry. Make us constantly aware of your presence, for you are not far off. Please give us the character of those who are always near you. Give us the radiance of holiness, the joy of holiness, the peace of holiness. For you, O oh God, we long. For you, our souls thirst, O oh ever-living God. You are our life and the source of all life. Oh, that we might see your face and live. We place all our hope in you. Through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. To whom be all the glory, together with you, O Father, and the Holy Spirit. One God, forever. Amen. Amen. So, just want to take these last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Just to come into worship. It may be that you need to do business with God. I feel this area of attitude is something that I know I need to keep bringing to the Lord, that my attitudes would be right. Those things that would hinder me, fear of failure is one that I continue to confess. Expectations of others. There are things that each one of us, different ones of us will have. There are things that we just need to come before the Lord. As we worship, I just want to say, if you want to kneel where you are, if you want to come and kneel at the front, if you want to turn and ask someone to pray with you. But let's receive this love of God today. Let's come by faith to the one who loves to forgive. The one who wants to lead us in the days ahead into this field of so much more. But let's throw off those things that would hinder. Let's throw off those things that would entangle. And let's enter in. I want to invite you now. Let's even now begin to enter in by faith to what the Lord has for us. Let's spend some moments together.